Hello and welcome to Core Sampler, the podcast where we drill into the Sitecore community to bring you insights into the work talented people are doing every day on the Sitecore Experience platform. Whether you're a developer, a marketer, or both, we're glad you're here. And now your host, Derek Dysart. Welcome to Core Sampler. My name is Derek Dysart, and in this episode, we're talking with Martina Welliner. Uh, Martina, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. So tell me a little bit about what exactly, you are obviously a Sitecore employee. I am. Uh, very prolific on the social medias. I do love the social media. <laughs> yes. um, so where, what, what exactly is your, your, your current role with Sitecore? So I recently moved to the product department, and I am now what's called a programmer writer uh, which is a very sort of tech-focused writer. Um, so I am there, you know, I was there at the very start of uh, sort of the marketing foundation, so that's the XDB stuff uh, in A3, and I'm documenting as they build. So it's quite a new thing at Sitecore to have somebody there on day one, um, documenting as we go, and it means we capture things like, you know, why we made certain architectural decisions. So hopefully for you guys, for the community, it'll mean much richer, much more detailed documentation um, starting from 8.3. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. I think it's a great initiative. Okay. And prior, prior to this role, you were, you were still kind of had a documentation bent, didn't you? Yes. I, I kind of been uh, going towards documentation um, for my entire cycle career. So I actually started in training. So I wrote the uh, initial version of the backend developer course and the training site that went with it. Uh, and then I moved into consulting, you know, and started doing the MVC videos, which is when I became a lot more involved in the community. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, pay, I like to find people's pain points and blog about them. Uh, so it's, it's because it's been a lot of writing and then we thought mm, we should probably be in documentation and that's kind of how it happened organically. Uh, and I feel like right now I'm, I'm where I should be in Sitecore. I should be writing full time. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, it's brilliant. So, so how much, how much documentation have you been involved with? Cause the, the one thing I've been, I've been involved with Sitecore since I think I got started on the platform around six, two and mm -hmm. the documentation around that time back in the SDN days was notoriously, uh, not that good to, to, to be, to be polite. Um, and I think we've, we've all seen, uh, if you're a developer getting started, there is a, a heck of a lot more documentation available once, uh, Sitecore 8 came out, uh, in the, probably like the, the 2014, 2015 timeframe, mm -hmm. the, the level of documentation, um, coming out of Sitecore has been, uh, has been amazing. I guess, are you, have you been involved with that? I mean, all credit to the existing documentation team for that. They've really worked hard to, um, listen to feedback and to make sure it, particularly around XDB. So like the configuration and all that um, to uh, listen more to the community and, you know, incorporate your feedback uh, into the doc site. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I, I mean, I've been a little bit involved. So I, I wrote the page editor um, guide that you have on SDN. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, until a few months ago, I was also one of those feedback people. So credit to the doc team. Um, they've, you know, really stepped up their game. Uh, they, they, they definitely have. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's why I didn't want to paint a, a bad picture of it because it's been, it's been nothing but a lot better since. Yeah. Steady progress in the right direction. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, it, and it seems to get updated version by version. You would yes. kind of find a, a, a PDF that was, you know, two versions ago and you'd have to kind of scratch your head. Did, did this API change or not? So that's, that's great. That's, uh, that's been a great uh, addition from the, from the doc team mm. for sure. They're, they're migrating everything now. So it's easier for them to manage in one location. Uh, it's sort of something that's very much an in-progress thing and um, 
uh, the exciting thing for me is now that we've uh, we have dedicated people per kind of product area, or at least we have me now for XDB, uh, and the hope is that we'll kind of get see more of that. So people dedicated to a particular area of the product um, that can capture, like I said, a lot more detail and at least for the stuff that we're releasing, the new stuff, mm -hmm. to have a lot of documentation up front. Sure. And then we'll work on a sort of backfill. I don't really know what to call it. Right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, going forward, that's uh, there's a lot more focus on documentation um, than perhaps we had before. Sure, sure. So if I'm a new developer, kind of new to the Sitecore platform, mm -hmm. just getting started, and or you know, let's say, I, I think this is even a common situation with current, you know, developers that have been on the Sitecore platform for a while, they, you know, maybe they've been working on maintaining a 7.2 site or mm -hmm. even a, you know, 6.5 or 6.6 site and marketing finally, you know, decides, hey, we've got to upgrade. We, you know, we see all this great stuff with XDB. We see, you know, we, we want to use all that functionality. Mm -hmm. And now a developer um, may have been exposed to DMS before uh, the previous incarnation of analytics and it was all backended by SQL. And now they're, you know, they, they, they start digging into it and they see kind of, Oh, MongoDB, that's, that's new to me. And mm. um, I guess if, if I'm a developer kind of coming to coming to Sitecore, where, what's a good kind of good place to start to get your head around XDB and how it's going to impact me as a developer. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a difficult one. I mean, where we focus our efforts as a company right now is the XDB section on the doc side. I would start there, mm -hmm. but there's so much in the community sort of blog post wise available as well. So I, I just did today, this morning, a, um, uh, my entire presentation was getting started with, uh, the XDB for developers. Like, what is it? How do I extend it? How is it different from DMS? Uh, what's aggregation reporting? You know, it's a vast amount of information to cover. But, you know, when we produce new information, it's right now, it goes onto the doc site. Sure. So I would, I would start there. There's an architecture overview, that kind of stuff. I've written loads of blog posts. Other people have written, uh, I can really recommend Jonathan Robbins' blog posts about XDB, uh, Nick Hills, um, Mike Robbins. I mean, there's plenty of MVPs who've, uh, really gotten stuck into XDB in the past couple of years. Awesome. So. Awesome. And we'll get links to those in the show notes, uh, for sure. Um, so let's go back a little bit. I, I know uh, you did an interview with Mark Stiles a, a long time ago. Mm -hmm. You kind of you kind of chronicled how you came to how you came to become a, a software developer. Yeah, uh, a winding road. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I guess how how did you come to the the Sitecore platform? What was the genesis of uh, of of coming to you know get started on Sitecore and then ultimately become you know employee with Sitecore? So I uh, I didn't know how to I wasn't a C sharp developer or anything. So I uh, at university. I uh, did my first year, I did history. I had never done computer science. I did one year of history. Uh, and then in the second and third year, we had like a lecture a week. So I had all this free time. And after I finished learning how to play Guitar Hero, I thought, well, there's this vacuum now. Uh, so I got a full-time job. And it happened to be with a psycho partner. And initially, I was doing front-end dev work. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, I went, well, I want to do everything. So I learned kind of on the job. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. um, C sharp, and I got certified on like five two or something like that. Oh, wow. I still think wow. we have my original certification. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I, uh, I was digging out my um, my desk and actually found uh, I have my I, my certifications on six five, but I actually have the the actual printed document. Oh, do you? Yeah, with, oh, uh, very with nice. The emboss. And I think it's I, I I'm guessing it's a photocopy, but it's a Michael Seifert's signature right on there. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't but, even know if we send those out anymore. No, so. no. I think they're, they're all virtual certificates now. But, oh, so it's, yeah. It's, it's a, You're one it's of the cool relic. ones. It's a relic. <laughs> no, I'm just old. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, and it kind of just, it's all, it's been sort of a random organic process. So I, uh, I worked for a couple of soccer partners mm -hmm. uh, and then there was an opportunity to join as a web developer in training. And I, I really like the communication part, you know, code, great, but I really prefer to try and uh, simplify complicated stuff like XDB and see the light bulb moments for other people where they go, oh, I totally get it now. Uh, and that's much more interesting to me. So um, yeah, that's why I, I joined in training because I had an opportunity to... Um, kind of influence how we teach Psycore, more focus on best practices and real real life implementation rather than just the theory. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's kind of how I got into Psycore. And then, like I said, I've sort of been moving towards documentation slowly. Not, sure, sure. not really something that I planned, but it's happened. So you, um, you spent some time in Psycore's professional services yes, division as well. Yes, technical consulting engineer for two years. What you had to have probably seen some some decent horror stories and I, I i put this question to when i had nick wesselman on the show mm -hmm. so i know nick nick um you know in his role at, at active commerce he's doing a lot of training and what what do you think are kind of common mistakes developers are you know make uh when you kind of you you get brought into a situation uh i've worked with psycho professional services before it's typically for you know pretty targeted engagement mm. um i guess what are what are some of uh, some of the typical mistakes you saw in that role and and, and you know if you could kind of with with a voice kind of tell developers yeah you know I, I see this happen a lot maybe you shouldn't do this mm. you know here here are some things to to watch out for yeah so uh, the the one big thing I saw, and this is the reason why I did so much on the page editor, or at the time it was a page editor, is that you, in your sort of phase one, you just wouldn't build for the experience editor or sure. with personalization in mind. You know, you wouldn't think about componentizing and uh -huh. breaking it down. I mean, we're much better at that now. Uh -huh. And there's so many um, MVPs out there who have really focused on getting material out there um, about componentizing and thinking about how marketers are going to use the system. But uh -huh. in... A few years ago, um, people weren't thinking experience editor or page editor at the time. So you would have pages that were just kind of static and you lost all the good stuff that Psycho brings to the table. Sure. And then you get come to phase two and your client or phase three or whatever, your client wants to start personalizing and testing and uh, you know doing things where you have to have individual small components yep. that just didn't exist. But I mean, I see that less now because we've Again, uh, there's a lot more information available, but that was that was the big one. Yeah, and it will. To in my, I I, may, I like to make the joke. It'll always be the page editor to me. It's mm. kind of like <laughs> if you if you try and tell me what the the, the tallest building in Chicago is, uh, it's it's currently the Willis Tower. Um, but you talk to anybody from Chicago, it will always be the Sears Tower. Too. Yeah. So uh, you know, page editor is the Sears Tower of Psychor. <laughs> yeah, you can and, you know you can deprecate. The, yeah. uh, the properties that tell you whether it's a page editor, it's still a page editor. For mm. me. So I think that's been a, a challenge I've seen as well um, of just, um, it's always great when you kind of use data sources and use that componentization because then you can kind of show a marketer like, they're like, well, we want to use personalization. You mm. kind of show them how that works. And, yep. it, and, and it's the, the, the cycle rules engine is a very familiar uh, interface. If you've used something like outlook mm -hmm. and if you are in an organization where you get a lot of emails and maybe you'll have email roles in outlook and that, that interface you know, a credit to the UX team at, at Sitecore. It's very familiar. It looks like, hey, if this is a visitor and they're from Canada, yeah. uh, I need to show them the default or uh, show them uh, a different uh, a different promotion. <gasps> um, so that that's always been, um, 
you know, being able to show someone that and then show a developer that, hey, you didn't have to write any extra code yep. in order to unlock that. You just had to think about this stuff beforehand a Correct. little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, once you get the foundation right and you, you componentize and you make sure that's there, then, you know, the next step's easy. I hate it when you uh, sometimes see maybe that wasn't thought about in the original development of the site. You know, you kind of wish that you'd componentized to start with. But I mean, I, what I'm seeing now is people are getting a lot better at that. Um, like I said, there's a lot more information available. Uh, and I guess the next step is, um, I feel like there's a, not a gap, but still a lot of work to do connecting tech and, and marketing uh -huh. uh, in our community. So making sure people kind of not just understand in principle what a goal is, but like you said, you can show them this is how you set it up and deploy it. And this is what happens. So it's just so much easier to appreciate the power if you can see it actually happen. Like, oh crap, that's what personalization does. That's right. so cool. I think personalization in a lot of the, the uh, you know, the, not so much XDB, but a lot of that information, is, it, it's what sells the platform. It's, yeah. it's, it is so kind of easy to use, but in the fact that it's so easy to use, a lot of times now a marketer has got to figure out like, oh, how am I going to use it? Yeah. It's uh, the strategy part. You yes, know, you need, exactly. it's, it's a full-time job for someone. That's why I'm so excited about all the di digital strategy MVPs we have uh -huh. who can really get into the guts of Sitecore and say, well, this is your, um, what your kind of engagement value scale should look like. This yep. is what your personalization strategy is. You know, it's not just, somebody comes in and switches on some personalization rules you have to think yeah, about it's it it's not a, like magic no no xdb dust you put over your psycho instance no no exactly it's uh, somebody has to go in and think about how it's going to be executed and uh so i'm kind of really getting into that now seeing what the digital strategy mvps are putting out blog posts and everything and uh it's fascinating to see because i've been so dev focused and now i get to see how people are using it in a real business context uh, and, and that's great. That's, uh, you know, that's what we want to see. We want to see people leveraging the power of all this data that they've collected. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate the conversation today, Martina. Um, if folks want to find you online, where, uh, where can they find you? Everywhere. <laughs> so I'm on Twitter, uh, all the time. So M H Wellander, M H W E L A N D E R on Twitter. Uh, I'm in Psychor Slack. Uh, you can tag me on community.psychor.net. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find online because I'm there constantly. Awesome. So please awesome. connect. You know, I, I love chatting about Psychor any time of day. And you have an excellent blog people should check out too. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That's mhwellender.net. Yeah, it's a lot of session state right now. So if you're super into session state, you should totally come talk to me or go to the blog. Great, great. Well, thanks for being on the show and uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time on Core Sampler. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Core Sampler. To see show notes from this and past episodes, please visit coresampler.fm. There you can also subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you liked what you heard today, please tell a friend and then go to iTunes to rate and comment on our show. Even if you're using a different app to listen to us, those ratings and reviews really do help others find us. Are you a professional working with Sitecore and interested in joining the show? Or would you like to leave some feedback directly? We want to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at coresampler.fm. That is all for this episode of Core Sampler. We'll see you next time.